Hey, Travis Rogers here. When you're not listening to me on the Lakers pre- and post-game shows, tune in to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, where she goes beyond the play and focuses on athletes, fans, and the biggest events that inspire and shape our community. Listen to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, Sundays, 5 to 6 a.m. ESPN LA 710. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. Today, we have a very educational show. Are you worried about paying for your child's college? Maybe you have a scholar athlete and their scholarship isn't paying the full ride. How are you going to fund the rest of their college education? I'm speaking with Josh Ulrich. He's the founder and CEO of College Funding Experts. Have you ever wondered why the college process is so challenging when you should start planning for college? And what are the top three things families should know about the process? Josh also dives into an example of how families can save money. The EFC, which is expecting family contribution, he talks about a reduction from 150k to $7,800. How does he do that? Well, we're going to hear all about the college application process, even if you're not an athlete. And we're going to strike out some athletic scholarship myths. Here on The Experience on ESPN LA 710. Coming up in just a second. Psst. Yeah, you. It's me, your heart. Listen to me. We've got to talk. High blood pressure is serious. And yours? Whoa. What happened to us? We used to be so much more active. But lately, you've been ignoring me. I know you think I'm just going to keep ticking away forever, but you're wrong. You can do so much more to control your high blood pressure. Doing the minimum isn't doing enough. I'm under a lot of pressure and can quit whenever I want. Bet you didn't know that. But I like my job. Just treat me better. Check on me. Give me something green to nibble on every once in a while. And maybe we can do some exercise on occasion. Let's get to it. After all, we're in this together. Listen to your heart. Don't let it quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. For help keeping yours at a healthy range, text PRESSURE to 97779. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. ESPN LA 710. Welcome to The Experience here on ESPN LA. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, we are talking to a CEO and visionary of a college funding experts, Josh Ulrich. Welcome to the show, Josh. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here with you. A lot of athletes may get scholarships, but then a lot of athletes don't get scholarships. And how do you fund that? Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into college funding experts. Well, a partner of mine and I had a uh, insurance and financial company uh, for about 16 years. And uh, one day we found out that a lot of the pre-retirees and retirees that we were working with were being devastated financially by the college planning and funding process. Uh, they were willing to do anything for their children, like many of us are. And, uh, you know, when that happens, we sometimes make bad decisions, and we found that by doing proper planning, we can get ahead of this process for one, two, three, four, or like I have, five children, uh, and do it effectively. And that's, uh, that's, that's a big load off of parents' minds, and uh, most importantly, it not only sets the proper trajectory for the students, uh, but most importantly, it also protects our parents and their futures. And uh, by handling it properly, everybody wins. Now, you are a seasoned entrepreneur. Tell us about your experience starting up businesses. Well, I grew up in an industrial chemical company. My family uh, managed, owned, and operated that company for close to 50 years. My grandfather started it. And uh, in 2016, we sold that business. And uh, as an entrepreneur, I was, you know, looking for uh, different opportunities and different things uh, that I could sink my teeth into. And a partner of mine and I had this other company that was, you know, steady and, and wonderful, and, and I wanted to expand it. And so that's just what we did. And we built one of the top uh, planning organizations for student planning and, uh, you know, family financial planning in the process. So what led you to that? How did you lay out your business plan? 
Well, it wasn't so much about laying out the business plan. It was about listening to the needs of the families that we serve. And we find that, you know, the families that we serve have genuine need when it comes to planning this process. And, you know, having children of my own and, and working with so many families over the years, it's allowed us to be able to develop a process that, you know, really hits on all cylinders. You know, in as ESPN, you guys understand that, you know, that athletes and especially, uh, you know, driven athletes takes practice, 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 repetition, repetition, repetition. And each time they repeat a process, they go from being a, a house framer to being a surgeon. And instead of cutting with a with a chainsaw, we cut with a scalpel. And, and each time we repeat this process, we learn things. And the gen, the genuine need of most families that are out there is that, uh, this is their first time, you know, handling a process like this. And there's a lot of mistakes to be made. Uh, by understanding the process wholly, both for the student and for the parents, it allows us to be able to, to short circuit the process and bring our experience there on behalf of the families that we serve. And to do it properly, you know, it takes, again, both student and parent planning. And it's, it's immensely important that both things are done properly and then integrate together in order to create great outcomes for students and for parents. You know, when I was getting ready to go to college, um, I had in my mind a fantasy that, oh, your parents plan and they start, you know, saving money once you're born. and that didn't happen. And I was wondering, well, why? Why Why do I even think like that, first of all? And why am I putting it on my parents and all of that? So what are some challenges that, you know, parents and children face getting into college and start? Pl- and when do we start planning? You know, there's a fantastic little two-minute video on our website uh, that I always call our Jetsons uh, video because it, it, it's, it's got the music kind of from the Jetsons, and it reminds me of the Jetsons. But this video makes one solid point to your, to your question, which is it's not just about accumulating money to hand over to the colleges. And I think your vision of college and a lot of our families in this country, uh, their vision of college is about saving for college and then handing that money over to the colleges. When the true important message here is it's about saving on the cost of college, not saving for college. Saving for college is one piece of the puzzle, but by doing things properly, you can save on the actual costs of college. I'm talking about the out-of-pocket expenses for college. And that's what's killing so many of our families financially. In America, we work hard. And again, I'm going to say it again, we do everything for our children. They're the most important thing in our world. But that doesn't mean we should just haphazardly hand over all of our money and our hard-earned savings or the equity in our homes or our retirement plans to these colleges. They're holding all the cards to some degree. And by understanding their processes and the government's processes more, we can design plans that that lower those out-of-pocket expenses. And so, you know, again, I'm just going to remind you, it's not just saving for college, it's saving on the costs of college. Interesting. Okay, so what are some top things families should know about this whole entire process? First and foremost, it is not a quick and simple process. Oh, yes, I know. (laughs) It's challenging. I mean, as, as a parent, it's mind-blowing. I mean, you have so many bills. You're thinking of, you know, how to get food on the table. And then now you have college. How how are you going to get your uh, kids to college? Not only get them into college, but pay for the expenses once those expenses, you know, come. Right. Um, You know, it's not being a quick and simple process. There are 20 or 30 different portions of this process that are competing for your time, your effort, your energy, your your bandwidth, um, you know, especially with sports, you know, sports are another whole dynamic which needs to be not only understood how it fits into the process, but how to balance not only our bandwidth, but our students' bandwidth. Because just doing things properly for regular students is one thing, but when you add athletics into the into the mix, 
there becomes a whole new dynamic. And, you know, and, and that's why, you know, we develop an entire department of our organization that specializes in athletics. We have advisors and, you know, people to help students integrate uh, athletics into their college planning process. And if it's done properly, it starts early. It starts absolutely early. You know, the earlier you start planning for your children's college education, both from a student planning standpoint and from a, a parent's planning standpoint, the better off families are going to be. It's the difference of starting a road trip and knowing where you're going and having a roadmap or not knowing where you're going and not having a roadmap. You can imagine the potential for disaster. Oh, yes, Absolutely. Uh, and Josh, you mentioned the website and your website is collegefundingexperts.com. You could check out that video and a whole lot of tools that can help you as parents and as uh, students. Um, so absolutely. So tell us some of the things that you do for college athletes. Like I know I talked about how I, I always talk about how, you know, when you're a college a scholar athlete, there's so much pressure on you. You can't get a second job because if you're not in class, you're on the field or on the court. Uh, and it's really hard to earn that extra income to maintain everything you have to maintain as an athlete. What are some Absolutely. of the things that you do? Well, again, it's part of the planning process, you know, and there are once you break this down and you create a process or, you know, you look at the process that, that we've created specifically for athletes, it's about managing deadlines. It's about managing expectations. It's about proper planning with regard to uh, athletics and scholastics. It's about mixing in the, you know, the time to do uh, the other things that have to be done in addition to the important, uh, you know, athletic uh, components of training. Um, you know, every student is different. I tell families all the time that every family and every student is like a fingerprint. You won't find two that are ever the same. Part of the power of, of what we bring to bear for families is our relationships with recruiters, with, you know, the athletic division uh, within our company and our organization, uh, the ability to manage the process properly and to be able to have, most importantly, communication between students, parents, uh, recruiters, colleges, uh, you know, the, the various forms and agencies that need to be worked with, uh, you know, regarding funding and, and uh, financial aid. Because uh, as you mentioned, you know, it's a very low percentage of, of students that will actually get a full ride scholarship. Yeah. It's very important that we understand that, you know, that it's such a low percentage that most families and and the first thing I say to families is I need permission to tell you what you need to hear, not necessarily what you want to hear. <laughs> the majority of That's students great. will not get a full ride scholarship. And that means that mom and dad, although they may have a phenomenal young person in their midst and a, and a great athlete and an amazing person, there are going to be out of pocket expenses. And so there's a lot of good American families out there that are challenged because their children's dreams are right in front of them, and they're so close they can almost touch them. But when it comes time to, to pay for that experience, you know, families are wholly outmatched. And so, again, it's just about communication, planning, uh, understanding the process, and, and leveraging other people's experience to help your family. Now, if you are... I, actually, I know a lot of parents out there may have started planning a little later than they should. Is it too late to start planning for if your student is a senior right now? It's never too late. Let me tell you, we work with families all the way through their junior year of college at times. Uh, anytime you start the planning process and you get a handle on the reality of what you're looking at, both short-term, mid-range, and long-term, then we can get ahead of whatever problems are coming. Um, you know, that's part of the problem these days is that you have thousands and thousands of guidance counselors out there and, you know, people that are in the process that are saying to parents, yeah, you know, you don't need to start planning until 11th grade. Well, they're not taking into account the parents' needs. If you've got three children all going to school or going to, you know, to college uh, in and around the same time, 
you may have to figure out how to fund quarter of a million dollars of college expenses potentially in a in a six or an eight or a twelve year period. Um, the earlier you start, the better, but it's never too late. And there's always money to be saved. We we recently had a client uh, that came to us from one of our radio ads that we um, that we put out there. And he called us on a Saturday and, uh, you know, we, we signed him up for the program because the conversation we had was so powerful. He said, you know, I, I, I need you to help me with this process. He had two students, one that was a senior in USC and one that was a freshman in USC. His EFC or his expected family contribution, which, you know, for anybody that knows the process knows that that's the number that the government tells you that you have to pay. That's like a deductible. It's the minimum that you have to pay. His EFC uh, was $150,000 or close oh, to, I think, 152000 and change per year was what the government said. This is a, you know, a, a well-to-do man. He can pay up to $150,000 a year. Now, USC is only about $80,000 a year. So you can tell he was just about all out of pocket every year for USC the tune of $150,000. Now, through looking at his paperwork, through looking at his, his financial aid forms, by scrubbing everything and then applying a strategy, and again, this is an outlier. It doesn't happen every day, but we were actually able to show why his ESD should not be $150,000, but about $7,800. Wow. That's significant. This saved this man $150,000, $180,000, $170,000. $90,000 over the course of, you know, of his, his next student. Um, you know, these are massive, massive amounts of money that we're talking about. And when it comes time to, you know, to do these, these financial aid forms, don't have your children do them. These are, <laughs> these are, these are so important. Yes. And a lot of parents say, oh, well, I want them to learn responsibility. Well, if you want to show them how to learn responsibility, take control of the process, get some real help and some guidance, make sure that you don't step on giant landmines that are out there that, you know, could devastate your family. Well, sh should we all apply for financial aid then? You know, it's interesting. A lot of families, and that's a great question. A lot of families think that they don't qualify for financial aid. There's a myth out there that, and it, maybe it's not a myth, but maybe it's the reality of what people do. They automatically think, okay, well, the first thing I'm going to do is spend my money. Then the next thing I'm going to do is, is look for money from the institution or from the college. And then when I'm all out of money, then I'll apply for financial aid because, you know, they're not going to give me anything anyway. It's the opposite. The first thing that we should always do is apply for financial aid. It's important for a lot of reasons. And most importantly, you know, although we may be blessed one day, the next day we may not be. And when we haven't applied for financial aid, there's nothing for us to build a case to go back to the, to the country that we live in, to this beautiful country of America and say, hey, listen, we deserve this where we've fallen on hard times. And the next place we go is to the colleges. And the colleges have billions and billions and billions of dollars. We make a lot of traction with the colleges by negotiating with the colleges, by uh, appealing financial aid award letters. The last place parents should go is their own money. The first thing that we should do is protect what we've worked hard for and, and protect our families and, you know, and, and look to other places before you, you know, before you devastate your own, your own uh, finances. So Josh, is that, is that part of how you cut the cost for um, going to college is you negotiate that's one strategy. We have, we have lots and lots of strategies. And again, every family is different. Every student is different. And so like a surgeon, when we're, you know, in the OR and we're on the operating room table and we have a patient that, you know, presents something that we didn't expect or that, you know, that we didn't plan for, we reach into our bag and, you know, we pull out the right tool for the right job. There are cash flow strategies. There are tax strategies. There are estate planning strategies. There are uh, uh, scholarship strategies. There are athletic strategies. These are just some of the of the tools that we have in our in our bag in order to be able to use the right tool for the right job. How did you go about navigating all of this? Again, it's just process. 
And uh, everything we do is a process. And for each situation that presents itself, there's a there's a play, you know, like a baseball team. When the ball is, you know, hit to first base, you don't have the right fielder come in to try and get it. The first baseman grabs it. And, uh, you know, they're experts at what they do. And that's what we've become, our college funding experts. Now, I know you talked about how you can reduce 150K to 7,800. Do you have other examples that, you know, our audience can resonate to? Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we brought on a client about three weeks ago, a uh, very nice lady from, uh, the, uh, uh, central coast. Um, her EFC, uh, and her, uh, the out of pocket expenses that she was experiencing were being, uh, I don't want to say disrupted, but were being skewed by the information that she put on her FAFSA and her CSS profile as well. It's important to remember that there are, many different forms that need to be filled out when you have children in college. And depending on the college, depending on the type of aid you're looking for, these are government agencies, these are, uh, you know, colleges, these are private scholarships. Uh, her EFC was skewed as well. It wasn't skewed to the tune that the other gentleman's was, but she had a $30,000 a year EFC, which is probably what most of our, our middle class families experience is, a, is an EFC or an expected family contribution of roughly 30000 somewhere in there in that range. And, uh, you know, and her, her CSS profile and her FAFSA were, you know, were filled out incorrectly as well. Um, we haven't gotten the information back, but I can expect probably about a $15,000 reduction in her EFC. Wow. These types of mistakes happen every day. And the, the worst part is, is that for families that make the mistakes in the beginning, they don't know that they're making the mistakes. And if it's a $15,000 per year mistake, that times four years, that's a $60,000 mistake. Wow. These things are all compounded by the amount of years that our children are in school. And if we have multiple children, you can multiply that number by the amount of children that you have. So a $60,000 mistake across three children could be $180,000 mistake. And the worst part is, is that the, the college market from a, a cost standpoint is increasing at 6 to 8% per year. That is by far the highest increases that you'll see across the economy. Medical is below that, and it's, and it's a lot less of an increase every year with regard to inflation and, and cost of experience. So, you know, at 6 to 8% per year, if you've got children that are younger, things are going to be worse later on. Well, do you see the reason why uh, for that increase? Is it more less people are going to college or? It's the opposite. It's supply and demand. There are more people wanting to go to college now than ever before in our history. And the colleges are very simply a business. They're selling a chair in their institution. And that chair has a value. And so the, you know, there's two sides to the college. There's the, you know, the administration and the, uh, you know, the student side. And then there's the people that are on the business side. And your admissions counselor is going to be your best friend. But at some point, they're going to shift you over to the financial aid people or the finance, the finance office. And those people have one job. It's to protect the endowment of the school and to get as much as they can from every family to increase that endowment. And it's a business, supply and demand. So let's move on to the college application process. I know that you said it's not too late. Can you give us some of the deadlines and what we need to do? Well, again, it's like a fingerprint. There are different deadlines and different uh, uh, needs for every family, for every student, and for every school. Depending on what you want to do, you may be dealing with FAFSA deadlines, CSS profile deadlines athletic deadlines. You could be dealing with school deadlines, financial aid office deadlines, scholarship deadlines. Um, there are so many different types of deadlines to be working with. There are over 43 deadlines in the average college application process. Oh my to, goodness. Uh, to be dealt with. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's just the average college application uh, process. You know, we have students sometimes that will apply for, you know, 15 or 20 different schools um, it's imperative that all of these things are managed properly because if a student wants to apply to 20 schools and, and he feels that or he or she feels that there's a need for that, 
then we want to make sure that every one of those opportunities is managed properly so that at the end of the day, we can take a deep breath and say, whatever it is that you choose, we know that you're in the best position to choose that because we've managed it properly. Well, I know my nephew, he's going, well, he, he went out to tour different colleges and he only had like two or three on his list. How can you help families decide on which college is best for their student? It's a, this is a very, very important piece of the puzzle. I'm so glad that you, that you asked this question. You know, the student planning process, again, starts early. And if we do our job right, and we do, the, the planning process and the type of school that's going to best suit the student is paramount. How many times have we heard that, you know, uh, Johnny or Mary went off to school and they were miserable their first freshman year and they decided to come home? This is a very expensive mistake. Yes. This mistake could be a $30,000, dollars $60,000 mistake. It could be a $10,000 mistake. It's a mistake that we don't need to make. If we do the job right, it means understanding and running the very important data points that are important for each student so that when they get to school and they get to their university and their experience that they've been waiting so long and working so hard for, that it's a perfect fit, that they get there and and the type of people that are there are the type of people that they expected to be there, that the academics uh, that they're engaged in are the type of academics that they were expecting and are ready for. That the school spirit or the you know the uh, uh, the athletics that th- that are in that school are exactly what they were expecting and and also very importantly that the school is expecting those students and that everybody is matched well and you know and, and we've all communicated and and really managed that process. You know, college planning is just as important as high school planning. If you plan properly in high school, then your college experience will will integrate perfectly. And and most importantly, if you plan properly in college, your vocation or your career path will integrate perfectly. If we plan properly, even in sports, there is uh, life after sports, whether they're going to go on to professional sports or whether they're going to take a a phenomenal career path in the sports field. We work with a lot of amazing organizations, one of which is uh, Careers in Sports. And this is an organization that, you know, that really drives home the point that there are so many different career paths that can be taken in the sports field that student-athletes become amazing contributors to a, a multi-billion dollar industry mm-hmm. and love what they do because they're still involved in, in what really uh, finds their passion. And that's our goal is to, is to not only plan in high school for college, but college for, you know, for the real world or beyond college in, you know, in career path and, and success there as well. Yeah. So you touched on something that is... Me- me and my sister had a powwow when when my nephew started call uh, started going to uh, interview at schools or looking at colleges and universities, and you know the ones that he chose, we were like, okay, but you know there and or and there are other organizations, other colleges and universities that might be a better fit for you. You know some Absolutely. some. Uh, colleges may not have this and this and this. So me and my sister are talking back and forth about how you need to know exactly what's happening at the college before you get there. So when you get there and you realize, oh, I don't have anything in common with any of these people or there aren't any organizations that I I can relate to or want to be a Mm -hmm. part of, that makes a huge difference if, like you said, if they're going to you'll skip out at the end of the semester. Imagine how important it is for something as simple as, and and this is where, you know, this is where I I love educating people. We have a mission in our company and that's to educate as many families as possible. You know, when I tell families, you know, when I run their, their information and the types of colleges that they're looking at, looking at, and we actually break it down very often as part of financial aid packages, there's something called uh, work study. And work-study allows us to understand what type of effort the student is going to have to put into, uh, you know, working to help pay for his own or her own education. 
And very often when we talk about work study, the first thing that people always think about is, oh, they'll just work in the student store. Well, how much more important would it be if you have a psychology major, uh, you know, going through school that they're working in the, the, the student psychology lab or they're working in the, the, you know, the mental health outpatient program? It's so important to put all of these things together. When, when a student gets to school and they have work study, we want that work study to be, to be something that they're passionate about, not just to find a job that the, that the university assigns, but to find out where their passions are. Uh, it, it's so important to match all of these things properly. If it's not, somebody gets hurt. It's either going to be the student or it's going to be the parents, or sometimes it's both. The universities aren't going to lose any sleep when, when a student leaves but a family certainly will. When mom and dad get that call at uh, 11 o'clock at night that their student is, you know, is unhappy, the first thing they do is they say, come home, let's talk. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a very powerful conversation to have. And, and mo- more times than not, students wind up coming home and changing their entire trajectory. Absolutely. That's something that, that could have been avoided. Absolutely. I have a friend whose daughter went to this great university and uh, she was out at the end of the semester and stayed home, went back home east for a while and then went to a community college close to them and mm-hmm. is thriving and is about to graduate. It was it's, from a community college. Yes. Yeah. But it's it, very important. She's, she's graduating with an AA instead of a BA. Mm-hmm. Now, eventually, she's going to want to go to get her BA. And, and by avoiding that mistake, we could have avoided the fact that, that had she been matched to the proper college, the financial aid packages for freshmen coming in are much, much better than for juniors. So if we would have matched her properly from the beginning, the parents or her, if she's going to decide to borrow the money to finish that BA degree, would not have been hurt as bad because the financial aid packages would have been much more helpful to her. That's a, you know, when we talk about um, making mistakes, it's not just the mistake today that we have to think about. It's the long-term ramifications or the long-term effects of that mistake on student and family. And so, Either she's going to go into more debt that she didn't need to because she wasn't matched properly, or the parents are going to, you know, either use their savings or go into more debt. And, you know, and it could have changed her trajectory, you know, completely. And there also there are things where some of your credits, if if you switch colleges or universities there, they don't go with you. They're non-transferable. That's a very important point. You know, it's it's not infrequent that, you know, families think I'm going to save a bunch of money, uh, you know, or my student doesn't know what they want yet. So we're going to go to community college and they may not know what they want yet. And that's part of being a normal young person. Um, Our processes and our tools allow young people to be able to better understand themselves in order to be able to make some of these uh, better decisions. Each part of the process should make the next part of the process that much stronger and that much healthier if it's done properly. And so when we, you know, go to community college and we spend two years and some money, you know, at community college, and then we find out that, you know, three or five of the classes that we took and maybe 12 or 15 units are non-transferable and that we have to do that again now at a much higher expense. In, a, in addition to our brain power and our bandwidth just as human beings, it's, it's, it's a hard mistake that we didn't have to make. Right. You know, this is about leveraging our experience and, and our experience in our organization and the experience of the, uh, of the people that we work with in order to be able to not make these mistakes. And I know we talked uh, about student athletes. Can you go over that again about like the myths of athletic scholarships? Absolutely. Most student athletes will not receive a full ride scholarship. There's a couple of sports that do offer full ride scholarships, but the majority of sports do not. And most families will find that in a great situation, they have a 50% scholarship. Well, that means that you have another 50% that still has to be figured out. And whether it's with financial aid, whether it's with, uh, you know, academic or private scholarships, which, you know, we concentrate on, 
we have to figure out where that other money is coming from and, and by properly planning and again, communication and, and, you know, leveraging our experience, we can most times make sure that a student is matched with a proper university and that, you know, their experience is, you know, is held in the, in the highest uh, regard and, and their dreams of, of becoming a student athlete come true. In addition to the fact that, um, you know, uh, recruitment, training, um, balancing athletics with regular life in addition to scholastics, all of these things have to have to balance. Um, you know, it's not infrequent also that we hear, uh, you know, of students that, you know, got the scholarship that they were looking for and are finally going to the university and the students are making bad choices. Again, that's part of proper planning and, you know, and, and making sure that things are matched properly so that, you know, students have worked for something and they, they take the responsibility seriously and that, you know, they're, they're, um, you know, they're matched properly so that they're able to have success. This yes. is all about long-term success for both students and families. Yes, long-term success. Uh, this is Laferne Cusack here on ESPN LA is speaking with Josh Ulrich, he's CEO of College Funding Experts. And you can find out more at collegefundingexperts.com. Now, let's talk about student services and how important are the SATs and ACTs. I think I saw something uh, in the news a couple of weeks ago that maybe ACTs are not going to be accepted anymore or SATs or they're changing something. Of course, I only have a little bit of information about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there's always changing regulations and guidelines. The only thing that we know for sure is that nothing will ever remain the same. <laughs> That's the only thing we can count on. And so by staying ahead of, you know, of uh, the regulations and the things that are coming down the pike with regard to ACT and SAT prep, um, it is very important, uh, but we don't know. You know, there's been a diversity score introduced in the last year or two that we're contending with. There's the, the concept that, that the student aptitude test, uh, you know, SAT is, is going to be leaving altogether, that ACT is going to be leaving altogether. Uh, we don't know. We just know that proper preparation allows us to be ready for as many situations or curveballs that they throw at us. And so, you know, we, uh, we keep in touch with, uh, you know, with the guidelines and what's coming down the pike, but, uh, but we're not 100% sure what it's, what the situation is going to be. Well, I know there are a lot of things that you may have to submit for applications. Right. Why does the college application essay, why does that matter? The essay, and that's a great question. The essay is the, how the college is going to look at you overall. The essay is so important that uh, these days they talk about the essay being as, as important as the application itself. Uh, essays and every college has a different guideline and different criteria that they're looking for, which is why it's very important to, to know those guidelines and that criteria before you write your essay. And then once you write your essay, to be able to have somebody not only competent, but that has the, uh, the database that shows what each college is looking for, review it. Uh, you know, that review and being able to talk about the things that are important to that specific college allow our students to be able to write the essays in a way that the colleges are looking for. But the essay itself is, is imperative when it comes to taking a full look at a student. It's the essay that, that gives the student the opportunity to be able to, you know, tell the college who they really are. That's what colleges do. They scan all their students, right? Absolutely. You know, colleges aren't looking for just one type of person. Very often, uh, colleges are looking for the whole student. And so parents very often think, oh, well, my student isn't, you know, doesn't have the best grades or my student doesn't have the best community service hours or clubs that they've been involved in. The essay is where the student is able to really show the college who they are overall. And that very often makes up for some inefficiencies that we may find in the student's resume or grades or, you know, brag sheets. So the, the essay is a very, very important part of the process, and a lot of families don't understand how important it is. Let's talk about matching students to eligible scholarships. 
We have an entire division of our company that does nothing but uh, go out to over 3 million different sources of, uh, of scholarships from private money. Wow. Um, there are so many scholarships in this country that are available. And I don't know if you know, but there's a national statistic that only 2% of the money that's available out there is actually uh, captured. Really? There is so much money out there to be captured by families and by students that, again, this is all part of our organization, but through the relationships that we have, uh, we have a methodology to look for that scholarship money. And very often, you know, that, that search should start in freshman year of high school. A lot of families think, oh, well, you know, I, I, we got a, a bunch of time. We can start looking around, you know, junior or senior year. That's not proper planning. If you're planning properly, you're looking for that money early. Mm-hmm. And the earlier you find and start accumulating that, that scholarship money from those private sources, the healthier your bank uh, for student funding is going to be when the time comes. Yeah, there was this link that my sister sent over about scholarships as well. And there, they had a whole list of private grants and scholarships that, that students can go and apply for. And I'm like, how do parents navigate that? How do you find out? Because when I went to school, I didn't know about that. You know, there were there were some scholarships posted on the bulletin board at school that, you know, you could apply for and get three hundred dollars, which is great. You know, it's great for a book or two. But, you know, you need that extra money to maintain. Yeah, there. you know, it's sad that that there's only two percent of that money that's captured. Um, you know, we do our best to try to, you know, increase that. If, you know, the way we look at it, if the average, um, you know, uh, uh, portion of a financial aid package is, say, 4%, that is scholarship money, and we can raise it to 6 or 8%, it becomes something that we call chunky money. And I know it's a funny term, but around our organization, chunky money Every family that can save a chunk here and a chunk there, mm-hmm. that chunk eventually will grow. And, you know, when you have multiple chunks coming from multiple places in this process, all of a sudden we're mitigating the damage that the college, the college process can do to a family. So, you know, a chunk here and a chunk there and, you know, and, and even if it is a $500 chunk, a $500 chunk is a $500 chunk. And that's a, $500 chunk that doesn't come out of mom and dad's bank account. It doesn't, you know, come from the equity of their home or from their retirement. It's not money that they have to borrow. We just save a chunk of money. Yes. Um, I Let me know if you can speak uh, towards this application process of the college uh, scandal that is still going on. When I heard about it, you know, as someone that is that doesn't have a lot of money, I'm like, oh, well, that's just a thing for rich people to know about, I guess, because it's in their realm and maybe not may not be in the realm of people that are, you know, making forty, fifty thousand dollars a year. I'm listening to you and I'm like, if they knew about this <laughs> Yeah. Maybe they would not be in hot water right now or or maybe not. I think it has a lot to do with, you know, ego and status of where you're. I, I agree completely. Kids are going to college. What were your thoughts when you heard about it? You know, the college scandal, as far as I'm concerned, has brought something to the surface that needed to be brought to the surface for a long time. And, you know, the majority of families that we work with are hard middle class working American families. We do have our share of high net worth families and, you know, and there are different types of, of legitimate and legal and ethical strategies for them to, to mitigate the, the college uh, process on their, on their finances. And we also work with low income families. Uh, and there are lots of things that low income families can do to, you know, to, to make sure that this process is handled properly. But the college scandal was, in my opinion, and this is only my opinion, really about just what you said. It's about ego and people wanting to shortcut the system and be able to just buy their way into uh, uh, these very nice and expensive colleges. 
Um, I think it's a disservice to everybody that works so hard legitimately in order to be able to get their children into, you know, the, the, the best universities. And, and it, and it, it's horrible for the students because again, the students are, they found out the hard way mm-hmm. that shortcuts don't pay off. Right. Um, you know, the, there are so many legal and ethical and, um, you know, amazing strategies that can be deployed for regular families that there shouldn't ever be a need for someone. You know, I think they paid that company a half a million dollars to, you know, to get their student into USC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you, the fact is, is that that same half a million dollars, um, you know, could have been put to much better use, uh, you know, for medical school or for, you know, higher education. Right. Um, you don't need to, to cheat the system. There are, there are legal and ethical ways to, you know, to, to, work with the system properly to get your students where they want to be and, and, you know, make dreams come true. It was really eye opening for me. And again, like you said, there are a lot of learning lessons that we can take from that and you can't skirt the system. I mean, there, there's a process that we all go through to help our children get into colleges and universities and, and, you guys are doing exactly that with college funding experts. Tell us about all of the uh, seminars and webinars and stuff that you do to help parents and plan for college for their child. I mentioned earlier that as far as I'm concerned, we have one mission and that's to educate families. And we believe so much in that mission that, that we put on free workshops wherever we can. We even raise money with our workshops for different high school and, uh, you know, organizations, sports teams, uh, 501c3s or charitable organizations. Um, we actually will make donations to organizations to have us come and educate their parents. That's how important we believe that this is. Uh, the the American family is being destroyed by this college process, and it's a combination of, of bad government management and businesses being allowed to grow out of control. Uh, it's the American family that's getting hurt. We believe that through education, you know, people can enlighten themselves as to all the opportunities and the choices that they actually have. So we put on workshops, webinars, uh, lunch and learns in companies. One of our favorite things to do is to come to a, an organization and educate their their families within their organization who may have junior high or high school uh, or even college-age children as to the real cost of college and how to mitigate that. Um, all of these uh, opportunities are only available if we can reach people. And, um, and we believe that through workshops and webinars and lunch and learns and team sports workshops that we put on, uh, you know, it's the best way for us to reach uh, families and, and educate them with our message. And that is that you don't have to go broke sending your children to college. Oh, I love that. And that's why I wanted to talk to you, Josh, because it's like so many parents don't have so many parents and uh, students, they don't have that information. Um, again, like I said, I didn't have that information. I mean, even talking about internships in college or internships in high school to, you know, get into college is just, yeah, it's so very important. Yeah, it's incredibly important. And, um, and that's why, you know, we really, we believe in spreading the message. And we don't care where we are. We'll sing it from a mountaintop. As long as people are, are listening, they're, they're gaining something over the college planning process. And that's, that's our mission. Now, I know you have a, a lot of client testimonials. Can you share one with us uh, before you go? I can tell you from my heart that the, you know, the clients that we work with, uh, you know, and, and part of what I'm very, very proud of is that we make our process affordable for every family. And, um, you know, it, it, in this organization that, that we've built, uh, family comes first. And, you know, and, and when you look at our testimonials, um, you know, I hope that that's what speaks and rings loudest with people is that, you know, we are all just families. And, and I mentioned it a few times that, you know, that we would do anything for our children. Um, you know, family comes first and, and, and the better the outcome, the better 
we serve our families. And that's, you know, and that's what I hope comes through in our testimonials. Yeah. And it comes through in this interview as well. So I appreciate oh, you. Thank you. Now you said you, you. I, appreciate, I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, thanks, Josh. Uh, you uh, talked about careers in sports. Again, can you talk about your relationship with them? Careers in Sports is a fairly new organization. Uh, they had their inaugural um, uh, workshop and and um, uh, kickoff last year, or actually it was this year, very soon to be last year. Um, and they're a phenomenal organization uh, led by Kimberly Freelo, who is uh, an amazing person. And she started this organization to really educate people as to, you know, life beyond being the athlete. Um, you know, there are so many people in, in, you know, in our, in our workforce that are former athletes, uh, and athletics teaches us about excellence. It teaches us about, um, you know, really focusing on, on something and achieving goals. And athletes are amazing because they can bring that athletic, uh, um, you know, process and that determination and that focus into their career. And there are so many careers in and around athletics, whether it's coaching or advertising or, you know, or working for, uh, you know, a team organization. There are hundreds and thousands of careers and opportunities around, uh, you know, athletics. And, mm -hmm. and to not be able to achieve your dream necessarily, which most people don't, of becoming a professional athlete, the next best thing is being able to be around and do something that you love for, you know, for your career. And, um, you know, and, and that's when we all win is when people are, are happy and fulfilled in what they're doing every day. Even if we didn't achieve a specific dream, you know, the dream of family and, you know, and health and career and health and finances and, you know, and good balance in our life, that is, is you know, the end of the day dream that, that all of us can and should achieve. Fantastic. And Josh, can you tell our listeners how they can find out more about college funding experts and get a hold of you? Absolutely. You can check out our website at www.collegefundingexpertswithanf.com. Uh, on that website, there's a ton of information. There's two videos that I would point you to, which is our two-minute Jetsons video, as I like to call it, because of the music, and our 24- or 25-minute webinar. Both are incredibly important and educational and um, you know, will open your eyes to things that you never thought about before. They can reach us at 877-99-COLLEGE. That's 877-99-COLLEGE. And I look forward to hearing from anybody who looks for information. We're always happy to educate. Awesome. Josh Ulrich, founder, CEO of College Funding Experts. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise and your time with us. Thank you. And uh, I look forward to speaking with you again. Have a wonderful, healthy, happy New Year. ESPN LA 710.